Hi, my relatable listeners. It's your girl, Stella, coming to you once again to talk about it. I can't do the chant today, guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know we're going to talk about it all. I just can't do the chant because I have a sore throat. Um, it's been a couple days and it's been a nightmare for me to try to even get the, the prescription. But I finally got the prescription today. Um, so I have a little bit of a sore throat and, uh, just don't be surprised or if my voice is a little bit raspy today, but you know, we're still going to talk about Jersey because ain't no mountain high enough to keep me from talking about R H O N J baby. And what a reunion it was, guys. Oh my gosh. What a reunion it was. Before I get into it, I actually have to give the MVP. Obviously, it went to Melissa. Melissa slayed this reunion again. You know, round two, like I said, um, last week, Melissa walked in with like heavyweight champion energy. And round one, she was on point. Round two, she... Like, she definitely came for Teresa. Definitely that reunion. But that's the obvious, right? Melissa, we know she did very good uh, last night. But the MVP, I would have to give it to Andy. I have to be honest, guys. And you guys know, (laughs) I criticize Andy a lot, okay? I don't always like his ways at the reunion, but... I have to say, I'm really happy with Andy's performance last reunion. Like, I know, like, a lot of people have been saying, oh, you know, he's in trouble with the network. He's not respecting the housewives. You know, I'm I'm, he- I'm, mo- I'm mostly hearing this, like, from people that are Teresa's, fa- like, super fans. And they're upset because they don't like the way that Andy screamed at Teresa. And I'm not saying that I'm all for the screaming, but listen, it's probably super hard to host a reunion with Jersey because you have Teresa that has a very high pitched voice when she's mad and you have Margaret. I remember he did that last last year, too, with Margaret. She's high pitched, too. It's a good thing Margaret was not sitting like first chair. And Melissa is really good at keeping her composure. She doesn't really scream that much. She stays calm, like cool, calm and collected. But, um, You know, I've seen comments online of people saying, oh, why do you scream at women like this with the ladies and all of that? I'm just like, listen, sometimes it feels like you're talking to a brick wall. And there were definitely some of them were not acting like ladies. Right. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's easier said than done. Eventually, after sitting in a chair for like 10 plus hours, um, you kind of want to get through like to the bottom of it. And uh, from what I've been hearing, Teresa was definitely, um, you know, kind of just like using the tape, using the tape because she didn't want all of these things. Like she was being strategic and and um, using the tape to just scream and interrupt and, you know, have tantrums because she really didn't want uh, the focus to be on Louis which obviously did happen at some point in time, right? So the MVP for me has to go to Andy Cohen. Um, And I'm sure that Teresa will get over the screaming, just like you got over her 
like throwing you back into your chair season two um you know so i guess when you get upset you scream when she gets upset you know she gets violent so you know (laughs) i'm sure she'll be able to get over that eventually so another thing that i wanted to get into there has been an ex producer of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. He's not a producer on this franchise anymore. Hasn't been for a long, long time. But this ex-producer has been campaigning and just like talking about, you know, Teresa's the queen and Teresa is Jersey and Melissa can go and all of that. And that person has decided that they're going to do reunion recaps on the show. But, and before you guys get mad at me for saying this, this actually came out of the ex-producer's mouth himself. He said he did not watch the entire season of The Real Housewives of New Jersey season 13, right? He did not watch the season at all. Um, Maybe just like a few clips and videos that people sent him or things like that, but he has not watched the season. So I'm just saying, why are you doing recaps? (laughs) it's not fair to the fans it's not fair it's not fair to the viewers because you know the viewers of the real housewives of new jersey are extremely invested in this franchise so you can't say i'm gonna recap the reunion and give us your opinion if you haven't watched the entire season go back do a binge watch and then talk then do a recap then give us your opinion not before because you know Teresa has some fans out there like super fans some people call them tree huggers you call them tree tuggers because <laughs> some of them do like they can get pretty tuggish online uh if you follow and um Margaret calls them the tree stumps uh you have the listeners you have the gargamels like you know you have a lot of people listening and watching this show, taking this shit really seriously. So I'm just saying, you know, for the sake of it all, you can't just be a judge in a case that you haven't tried. So leave it up to us. We've watched this season. We can tell you, cause I heard that you think that Danielle is so great. Uh, we had a lot of hopes for Danielle when she started the season, but If you had watched, you would know that she wasn't that great this season. She wasn't. She actually kind of made a little bit of a fool of herself. So just saying, that's my opinion now. (laughs) Okay, so I have to talk about Jacqueline. Jacqueline, 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 Jacqueline and the informant story. Okay, so... Last week, they stopped with the whole, you know, Andy, Jack, I've been talking to Jacqueline and Jacqueline told me what you and my brother have been doing. Teresa's saying this, uh, looking at Melissa Gorga and saying, my uh, Jacqueline has told me what you and my brother have been doing behind my back and that you put me to jail. Oh my gosh, I can't even believe that we're talking about this again. And it has revived an entire entire debate online everyone is talking about this you know the tree huggers are saying yes Melissa and Joe are responsible for sending Teresa to jail and then other people are saying no it's not it's like honestly guys I talked about this extensively last week 
I don't feel like talking about it all over again. I think it's pretty clear at this point. And if you, um, if you choose to ignore the facts, that's on you, really. But when the evidence is presented and it's been available to everyone all of those years, if you refuse to look at it from like a logical perspective, then that's on you. But you can't deny the evidence. And all I'm going to say when it comes to all of this is before um, Joe Judice and Teresa were even on the show, they're already scheming. You know, they were already scheming and they were already doing their mortgage fraud thing. Okay. So at the end of the day, do I think, because I think they have asked this question to Juju Dice quite a few times. I think Andy and Andy even said, so do you think that the, the show is responsible for putting you to jail? And I think a few times he kind of said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, but really what he feels, he probably feels that way. He feels like the, jo- the, the show put him uh, sent him to jail, like him and Teresa. But here's the thing. You're, you were going to get caught eventually anyways. You know, if you're applying for loans that you do not have the income for and you don't have the capacity to repay, and therefore that's the reason why you're filing for bankruptcy. But not just that, you provided um, documents, supporting documents uh, to those banks stating that you did have the income to repay them, right? Um, according to the terms of this loan. So that's another um, offense in itself, the fact that you have to falsify your statements, i.e. pay stubs, i.e. Uh, tax statements to provide um income verification to the bank because you can't just walk into a bank and say, I want this money, give it to me. You have to prove that you can repay it, right? And if you are if you do not have the income to repay it, where are those statements coming from? So they had to be falsified. They had to be, like all of it was a lie. You know, it was a lie behind another lie behind another lie. And then eventually they got on TV and I'm pretty sure that, you know, first episode, paying like a hundred thousand dollars worth of furniture with cash was not a smart idea it wasn't so you know when you do that like people don't know people didn't know who joe judice and Teresa judice were back then back in 2008 or 2009 i can't remember when the show started but nobody had heard of them so it's not like it's it's not a name like Hilton you know what I mean if if you're watching like Kathy Hilton and you see her like spend a lot of money or you know a person like Michael Jackson you'll be like oh okay we know who this person is you know we know they are loaded they have a lot of like money so you know you're not going to make as much of a big deal but who was Teresa and Joe Judice back then and you guys have to remember that it was in a crashing all of this was happening while the economy was crashing people were getting evicted out of their homes because they couldn't repay their home so i'm just saying having this character just show up on tv and just like shop until she drops 
and spend everything in cash and says, oh, I heard the economy is, I heard the economy is crashing, so I'm paying cash. You know, people have the internet still, people have Google, they're going to look you up and they're just going to be like, who is this person, right? What do they do? And if you have like super fancy cars, like Maseratis parked in front of your home, people are just going to want to know how did you get your money, right? So before you go on reality TV, you have to make sure that everything is kosher because if it's not, people are going to look into it and, you know, you bet they're going to talk about it. And that's what happened. So I really don't believe, like, I don't want to believe it, but not only I don't want to believe it. I said it, we need proof. If you're going to say that your brother and your sister-in-law sold you out, you need to have concrete proof at this point because it's your third strike. The first strike was Caroline Manzo. The second strike was Jacqueline Lorita and uh, Chris. Now it's going to be Melissa and Joe Gorga. So clearly Teresa doesn't have any evidence because then when Andy is actually asking her, so do you really think that your brother would do that? She's like, well, you know, they were hanging out. They were hanging out. They were hanging out with people that wanted to hurt us, right? That's what she said. So that's not evidence, guys. Like, that's not evidence in itself. Can I say that it's shitty that they did that, if they did that or whatever? Yeah, you know, I could see her point there. But I'm just saying... That's not what put you in jail, Teresa. And I was happy that Melissa said this to her because that's the truth. She's like, no, dollface, you did mortgage fraud. And even now, Teresa has a hard time admitting that she did anything wrong because she's like, no, not me, my husband. No, you too, Teresa. You too. There's 33 pages of that indictment. You know, I've read it. And you have some responsibilities that you need to take in there as well. It wasn't all just Joe. I think that Joe, you know, people don't give Joe Judice a lot of credit, but he's he's willing to take all of the blame. And to me, I think that it's because he really loves Teresa, but he 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 really took all of the blame for this, right? But Teresa has some responsibility when it comes to it as well. You know, there was like an LLC that was just under her name that she was responsible for and managing. And there was some fraudulent, fraudulent thing happening on that, that front too. So it's not all just Joe, right? But anyways, guys, I feel like if you enjoy listening to like legal stuff and all of that, cause I do, um, I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'll let the expert do it. You can find them on Spotify. Uh, they're called the Bra. It's a podcast uh, by two lawyers called the Bravo Ducket, and you can just go and listen to like the three-part episode on Joe and Teresa Judice legal case. So, has been on there for quite some time. For my part, I had already read the indictment a long time ago, but it's good to hear the perspective because they really dive into it. So, if you enjoy that type of work, just go and listen to them. But moving on. <clears throat> so I just feel when it comes to the whole rat thing. Oh, who, who was an informant on my case? And then Teresa's like, I spoke to the FBI. You know, <laughs> who? Like, 
1-800-FBI, like who did you speak to? Who did you speak to? Do you have these types of connections? It's like, I don't know. It just sounds like a bunch of like odd hair to me. Like seriously, Teresa, you spoke to the FBI. Where are your pictures? Where is the document? You know, where is the actual proof? And just because Jennifer is sitting beside you saying, Andy, there is real evidence, it doesn't make a proof, okay? Jennifer will say anything at this point. And I have an opinion for Jennifer later on, right? But for now, I'm just going to say that doesn't make a proof, the fact that Jennifer just says this, you know? It's like everything is always somebody else's fault. Everything. I didn't invite to Melissa's family to the, oh, it's my brother's fault. It's my brother's fault for not telling me that I shouldn't have done that. Like, you know, it's, it's his fault. It's his fault. Everything is Joe and Melissa's fault. You know, there's like wildfires in Canada right now. Oh, that's Joe and Melissa's fault. <laughs> and then Andy asked Dolores, and then Dolores, she never has a straight answer. Dolores is always like, I don't want to believe it. I don't want to believe it. Oh, like, do I want to believe that a brother would do that to a sister? No, I don't want to believe. It's like, Dolores, come on. Speak your mind. Tell the truth. Just say far-fetch. There's no proof, Teresa. Your brother did not do this. Your sister, your sister-in-law did not do that. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, Dolores... We're going to talk about you too in a bit. But, and it's not that I have anything against Dolores particularly, but you guys, I've said it many times. Dolores, at this point, like it's been enough. Like a, a lot of seasons she's been on and honestly, she's just coasting. And I'm just not a fan of her coasting and just like getting such high pay for it. It's like at this point, she might as well just be a friend, right? Just a friend of and not like a main cat like character on the show. If she doesn't change her ways. So anyways, so then Melissa <laughs> Melissa came ready because Melissa's like, "Oh, so what are you trying to say? That Jacqueline is a credible source <clears throat> because you know, she really loves you." She really loves you. And who knew that <clears throat> Jacqueline and Jackie Goldschneider were speaking because, you know, they were never <clears throat> on the show together. So I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest with you, if Jacqueline had reached out to Jackie behind the scenes, um, like maybe the first season uh, after Jackie was on, you know, Jackie and Teresa kind of went at it <clears throat> because of... Uh, <clears throat> Jackie kind of checked Teresa. Teresa didn't really like it. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jacqueline had reached out to Jackie at that point to be like, let me tell you how I really feel about this person, right? So on the show, Melissa is reading out loud the, the comment, the text, and I think they sped it up a little bit, but this is what it said. It said, I know I shouldn't care. That's Jacqueline to Jackie. I know I shouldn't care, but her arrogance, voice, and the fact that she gets away with way too much after being a nasty a-hole bothers me. She actually wrote the, the real word, okay? Um, she is a low-life trash bucket. 
She's stupid, but also very calculating. Even with her two facelifts, eye lift, nose job, shaved forehead, Botox, fillers, and new boobs, she is still so ugly and thinks she is a goddess. Very mature, Jacqueline. Very mature. Attacking a person on her look. Anyways. LOL. No, I'm not bitter at all. LOL. Every time I see something on her, it irritates me all over again. Obviously, right? <laughs> She's infamous for being a dumb, classless train wreck. She doesn't get it. And this is the Jacqueline that we know, guys. This is why I don't really like Jacqueline. And uh, I've said this before. She is a train wreck on social media. She is reckless with her mouth. Um, she just reminds me of, I don't even want to compare her to a child because children do not behave in that matter. Like she is unstable on social media. And it's like, I understand that at that point, and that was last year, she was not happy with Teresa, but this is what I don't like when, I don't like when people do this. It's like, you can state your opinion. You don't have to go after someone's look, you know, their looks off limit. Just talk about their character. That's all you have to do. You don't have to talk about their looks. The fact that she's doing that is so immature to me. It's irrelevant. And at the end of the day, Joe and Teresa are the ones that are responsible for their legal, legal troubles. But I will add this. I'm not convinced that Melissa and Joe have anything to do with, with it as much as I am convinced that Jacqueline definitely dabbled in it. And if you want to know more about that, just go back and listen to my previous episodes. But that's all I'm going to say about this at that point for now. Okay, guys. So I just wanted to say I'm going to do something a little bit differently um, because, you know, I do not really recap the show. I talk about what I want to talk about, the highlights of the show, the things that you know, uh, stood out a little bit during the, re the reunion, but I just give you guys my opinion, but <clears throat> I really want to reserve all of my, um, you know, good tea for next week, right? Like part, part three is really the part that I want to talk about extensively. So I was just thinking that I would do something a little bit different this time. So what I've done is I went online and uh, I just decided I wanted to give uh, your voices, um, you know, like a platform because there's a lot of comments out there. There's like people stating their opinion on different channels, whether it's on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. And I just wanted to kind of like gather a few of the comments that I thought were interesting and just give you my opinion on uh, those comments. So I'm not going to name the the name or the person or the account behind it. I'm just going to read the comment. So the first comment I came across was on YouTube. And uh, this person said, notice how Teresa was pissed at Dolores for not telling her that Margaret called her that the day that her son was threatened by Louis. Well, it really showed how Teresa has a huge tum on Dolores. I was so impressed with Melissa finally unleashing on Teresa and letting it all out. 
Also, Danielle was totally set up and Jen even gave it away when she said, well, Andy, would you rather it not come out on the show? You hate it when we keep things secret from the show. Only goes to show that Jen and Theresa really wanted it to come out on the show and manipulated Danielle to say it at the finale. A good manipulator is someone who can convince you that it was all your idea. Also, how ugly does it make Jen and Theresa to call Margaret an old hag? The demographic of women who watch this show are Margaret's age. They will not, this will not go over well and they will lose some fans for sure in the future. Well, that was a lot, you know, that was a, there's a lot of things in that comment, but that's the reason why uh, I kind of selected it too, because I felt like it covers a lot of the points that I actually want to discuss with you guys. So let's start with the beginning. I did notice that too. Teresa was really upset when Margaret said, my son or my kid was contacted at work. And then I'm sorry, the ladies go into it a little bit. And then um, she said to Dolores, Dolores, wasn't I all shaken up when I called you about this? Like, wasn't was I, was I, well, I can't even say it. <laughs> she was like, was I not shaken up when I was trying to call you? And um, Dolores was like, yeah, visibly, like you were like, you know, you were kind of like upset, sad, all of that, you know, like stressed and all of this. And then Teresa you can like Teresa doesn't even care. Teresa doesn't even care about that. And that's scary, guys. Because Teresa doesn't even care about the fact that Margaret's kid was con contacted in Trenton. She doesn't even say like, "Oh my gosh, like this is the first time I hear of something like this. Margaret, are you okay? Is your son okay? Like what happened?" Teresa is not even concerned about that. What she's concerned about, she's concerned that Dolores did not call her to tell her about that. That's scary, guys. Like, Teresa does not think like, uh, honestly, okay, before I say what I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. Um, I have been, and you guys know this, the people that have been listening to me um, or to my podcast, I have been, the biggest Teresa fan for the past 12 seasons of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And don't get me wrong, being a fan, even when I, I would talk about Teresa to my friends or people that watch the show, I always said to them, oh, I know she's wrong a lot. You know what I mean? But I just love her. I just love her on the show. I just loved her energy attitude. And I knew that she was lying at times too. They all do, right? They all do. They get caught in lies. They're not always right. They're not always wrong. But I really like Teresa, okay? But I have to admit, I do not like her this season. I can't. Teresa has gone dark. Like she took a turn that I really don't like. And um, I think that, you know, her union with Louis has a lot to do with that maybe. But this season, I find that we have caught Teresa in a lot of lies and that 
Melissa has been accused of a lot of things over the years, and I'm sure a lot of them are true. Um, although I do not have the proof, like, like I said, I think there's something true for everyone. Do I care that much unless it's something very dark or something really, really bad? Like, no, it's just a show for me. Right. But, um, I feel like, you know, this hot mic moment that happened in the car with Louis, when Louis was just like, hey, I'm going to invite everybody except for your sister-in-law and Joe. Um, this is kind of just showing us that Teresa is more concerned about appearing to, 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 to be doing the right thing to the viewers rather than actually doing the right thing. Like Teresa is scheming behind the scenes as well. Um, you know, to do dirty things, but on camera, she's always the person who is, you know, a victim or, you know, she's always the person that people are doing horrible stuff to, right? Meanwhile, she is playing in the mud as well. She just doesn't like to get caught. And that has happened quite a few times this season. And even, you know, in prior seasons with Danielle, the reason why, Teresa reacted in the way that she reacted at the shore house after Melissa said, not glee, not gleefully, by the way, she just asked Teresa a question. She said, this is what Danielle said. You know, she said that you told her, you encouraged her to pull on Margaret's hair. Um, the only reason why Teresa reacted in that way is not because she felt bad for Margaret. She felt bad that she got caught. And that was her initial reaction. She said, I hope the producers are not going to use this. That's her only concern. You know, Teresa doesn't even know what's real, what's reality. She's been on television for too long, I think. You know, her world revolves around housewife and the appearance of. Teresa doesn't even know what it's like to be like a normal person anymore, I think. Right. So anyways. I just thought I would say that. But in that moment, Teresa turns over to Dolores and says, how come you didn't call me about that? And Dolores is like, well, Margaret told me that you already knew, right? And then Dolores kind of feels like the fire, like, you know, she feels like the fire under her seat. And then she just goes and says, you know what? I don't want to be involved in this. I don't want to talk about this. Leave me out of it. And you could tell Teresa is keeping a score on Dolores on this one because she's not happy. She's like, okay, do what's good for you then, right? You got to do what's good for you. That's what she says. But you can visibly see that she's not happy. And this is the reason why. I'm going to say, and I've said it before, I feel like, you know, there's a pause in Jersey and ideally we would bring them all back. Um, I think it would be great. Well, maybe not all, all of them. Some of them can go, but um, the, the, the main key players, right? But here's the thing. Dolores cannot be herself around Teresa on the show, I think. That's the feeling that I get. I feel like Teresa knows way too much. And Teresa has those ways that, you know, if you cross her, then she'll come for you. And I think that Dolores knows that. And that's the reason why she kind of stays in line a little bit. I truly believe that Dolores off the show 
um, is a true blue friend. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure she has like great qualities and she would probably tell you and not always agree with you. Um, I think her real personality would shine more outside of the show, but on the show with Teresa, I think that Dolores has to stay in line for whatever reason. You know what I mean? So, and it's kind of disappointing. And I see that a lot of people are starting to get fed up with that as well. So anyways, so Louis called Margaret's son and threatened him. Okay. I want, I wonder what Andy's going to do with that. Like, I, I don't know. I hope, like I said before, I hope the pause is to actually look clearly into Louis, right? And his tuggish ways. So anyways, that's that. Now, the person said, I'm so impressed with Melissa finally unleashing on Teresa and letting it all out. I'm happy about that, too, because we haven't seen that. Uh, Melissa has been on the show since season three. And whatever you like her or not, you know, she always gave us the appearance that she was supporting Teresa on camera. You know what I mean? I'm not talking about behind the scenes. We're watching a show. I'm not watching behind the scenes. On the show, she has supported Teresa on camera. She has defended her. She has sided with her. She has ended relationships because of, you know, of her as well, whether you like her or not. Like, not the same can be said about um, Teresa. You know, you can clearly tell that Joe Gorga and Melissa did not want to cut ties with Kathy, Wakili, and Richie. You could tell. But that was probably like they were probably given an ultimatum by Teresa, right? And Teresa probably told them like, you know, you're my family and you have to side with me. And at the end of the day, you are responsible for your own choices, right? Joe and Melissa made a choice to cut ties with the Wakili's. But I'm sure that if Teresa would have found a way to just, you know, be happy with them and coexist and having them on the show, they would still have a relationship, right? So that's what I'm saying. Eventually, a person like that uh, becomes quite toxic. And I'm not sure that it makes a good show anymore. Actually, I am sure it doesn't make a good show anymore, right? And Andy has, you know, a decision here, like a big decision, like he has something to decide. And... You know, a lot of the Teresa super fans might be like, well, she has to stay because she's the queen. But I don't know. I think we deserve better than that. We deserve a real show at this point. And I'm not sure the real show is happening because of Teresa's ways right right now. So. Okay, so I have the other here, it says. Okay, so, and then they go and talk about Jennifer. You know, Jennifer saying, well, wouldn't you rather it come out on the show? It's like, guys, I have a video on YouTube. It came out a couple weeks ago. It's called R-H-O-N-J, Did Danielle Get Played? Yes, she did get played. I say that, I say that two weeks ago in my video that Danielle got set up by Jennifer. Because while I was watching the show, I was just like, oh, this woman just got set up and I think she doesn't even know about this. I had no idea that this was coming out at the reunion. I'm just saying, Danielle got played and that's dirty. Jennifer, 
You know, at the beginning when she's talking and she's pretending to be just like, this was done to me last year. This is what it did to me last year. And I'm not like under no circumstances, I want to do that to another family. Well, you just did. You just did. And that makes you as dirty as Margaret for doing that to you last year. And it's like, what is your beef with Melissa anyways, Jennifer? Like Melissa has never done anything to you, right? And it's... Even Jennifer has admitted out of her own mouth on Teresa's podcast that she thought that when she would join the Real Housewives of New Jersey, that she would make fast friends with Melissa and that she would probably have a harder time making, you know, building a friendship with Teresa. Well, it's interesting because as soon as she joined the, the show, she hated on Melissa and she made friends with Teresa. And ever since that happened, at first, like Jen gave us really good TV. I did enjoy her. Like her first season, you know, she was kind of like, she was new and she could be a little bit annoying her first season, but definitely her second season was the like her best, I think. Like she came and she came to play. Her third season on the show, was even better. And then that season where, where uh, Margaret told the secret, you know, Jen admitted to it and the way she handled the entire thing. Like, you know, I was like, wow, this woman, she's good for the show. Like, I, I, I wish Jennifer would realize that she has a story, a very interesting story outside of just being Teresa's puppet. And she's kind of destroying this um, for herself by just like being Teresa's soldier, you know, for lack of better word. Um, seriously, like Teresa, I'm not even sure if Teresa is as invested in the friendship. I know they go out on Instagram and they do all of that stuff together, but I'm not sure that Teresa has Jen's back like that as much as Jen has her back. But anyways, that's just my opinion. I don't think at this point that Teresa has anyone's back other than just Louis to tell you the truth. So, and I have to, I have to, um, to agree with that person who said a good manipulator is someone who can convince you that it was all your idea. That's true. And if you notice, Teresa is that person because Teresa will say, no, I have nothing to do with it. I can't stop them. Hey, you can't stop people from doing what they want. Teresa will never say, yeah this is my part in it. And I'm sorry for that. She'll say, no, 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 no. That was you. That was all you. That was all you. We just told you and you ran with it. That's basically Theresa's position on that. Right. So anyways, and, uh, I have to agree. I don't like the whole thing about, uh, you know, old lady energy or you're old, you're old. I've never really liked this. It's like, Jennifer, you're not like a spring chicken. Uh, I'm not quite sure how old you are, but your, your husband just turned 50. So I'm assuming you're like getting quite up there. Teresa's 51. Um, it's tacky. It's classless. And it's really not nice. At the end of the day, we're all getting old. We're all getting old. You know, you're having plastic surgery to stay like youthful. Okay. So I don't understand why you need to talk to Margaret and like attack her on her looks. Like, to be honest, like Margaret is not even my favorite character on the show. Like people, you know, she is not my person, 
But I do believe that Margaret is a beautiful woman too, right? Like I don't believe that people need to attack her on her looks. And you, you, you're you, all in the same age bracket. So just drop it at this point. It makes you look really stupid when you say things like that. Seriously. So, you know. And the whole thing about like Andy's big dick energy. Like I don't want to talk about Andy's dick. I really don't. Like this is so funny because it's like, you know, if a man and I have to say, I'm not going to get all political on you guys, but I'm just saying if a man said this and said, oh, I don't know, like, you know, like this is big sugar tits energy. Like, I don't know, like something like that. I'm trying to think about something stupid to say here. But, you know, this would be like a big problem like a big HR problem, like, like we would have a moment, like a television moment at this point, but it's okay for a woman to go on a stage and say, you got big dick energy. It's like, shut your mouth, keep it closed. You don't have to say everything that comes out of your mouth, Jennifer. So to me, I'm just saying, stay out of like this, you know, the stay old, the big dick energy, small dick energy It's just like, stop it. Let's not talk about private body parts and people's age. Okay, guys, before I get into the second comment, um, I just wanted to address this. So basically during the reunion, Teresa said, um, you know, she was saying to Margaret that she didn't have enough money, that Margaret did not, did not have enough money to hire a private investigator. So, you know, she was kind of like playing it as you don't have enough money, like you're broke, you know, you're a broke person, so you can't hire a private investigator. Kind of just like, you know, almost like implying, um, I thought that, that was interesting, almost implying like you don't have enough money, but we do, so we can do that, right? And if you guys recall, the reunion was taped on 420 like april 20th uh, not that it has anything to do with um 420 in itself but i'm just saying it was taped a long time ago like a couple months ago and recently i think it was last month Teresa was on watch what happens live and she was basically contradicting herself right i played that recording for you guys a few weeks ago and she was saying to andy at that point Oh, it costs a lot of money to um, hire a private investigator, especially for the size of, you know, our cast, right? That's a, a lot of people to investigate. And uh, we don't want to spend our money on things like that. You know, I would rather for Louis to spend his money on me. That's what she was saying. She was backpedaling a few um, like a few weeks ago and watch what happens live. But at the reunion though, she was kind of just like making fun of Margaret for being broke and not having enough money to hire a private investigator. So I just wanted to point that out. So we also see, um, the men, you know, the men enter the scene, like, well, they, they don't come on stage yet, but we see them backstage getting, you know, prepared and talking to each other. And I have to say this, I kind of feel bad for Bill Aiden. I feel bad for him because Bill had like, he had the best relationship with, um, you know, Joe Gorga and the men and Frank. And I, I actually used to enjoy Bill quite a bit right on the show. Uh, him and Joe Gorga, they have like a good, like, they had a good bromance going on for the past few seasons. Uh, he even gave him like, you know, um, the, the name, like the, um, 
Turk Guido or something like that. I can't remember which one it was, but you know, there was a lot of love between the men. And as you guys know, I find the men very, very funny. So I feel bad for Bill. That's what happens when you have to side with your wife who happens to be an obsessed fan of Teresa and not a friend, right? Because at this point, it's very clear that Jen, you know, she's more of a fan of Teresa than a friend. So I'm not sure that Bill has the the same chemistry with Louis, right? Uh, if you guys pay attention to Bill, he almost looks uncomfortable sometimes when he's around Louis. He's like, you know, he, he lets loose a little bit, but not as much, right? I, I find he's more guarded. That's just my observation. And um, the other guy, what's his name? Nate. Yeah, Nate is... <laughs> Nate is in that crew too, right? He's with um, he's with um, Louis and Bill, and it just looks like I don't know, like they're definitely not the cool kids, right? The cool kids, it's the other crew. Um, love John Fuda. Frank is hilarious. Joe Gorga, he is like you know the patriarch of of, of that crew, basically, kind of. So, you know, one thing that I've noticed. Um, Frank Catania is usually just super lighthearted and super happy and just cracks jokes and all of that. And he did that, right? He did that in that little clip that we saw. But I never seen Frank Catania get mad like that. And that's just the beginning of it. Like usually he's kind of just like, you know, very often the voice of reason. He doesn't really want people to fight. He just kind of like, you know, he's a guy's guy and he's like, okay, let's just try to find a solution. And let's like, he's for the peace, right? That's what Frank Catania is good for. He's good for the peace on the show. So to see him in that way and just be like, Louis is the problem. Louis is fucking up the show. Uh, all of these things that have been happening are because of Louis. I don't know, man. I don't know what Frank has on Louis at this point, but Frank is not stupid. You know, he used to be an, attor an attorney, got disbarred, but you know, he was an attorney regardless for quite some time. So we, we're, we're, we're still going to give him his credits because, you know, that's like a lot of school and a lot of like education there. So Frank, and it's not to say that because he has an education, he's smart. Um, because I know a lot of educated fools, so it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, Frank, from what we've seen, he is uh, a smart man. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on that front. I know it's more of it is coming next week. Um, you know, he's going to talk about having um, like Louis having the man investigated. So I'm pretty sure that that's where the bulk of his um, <clears throat> anger is coming from. But yeah, even the situation with little Frankie, right? We see a little clip of that. And you guys know, I talked about that several weeks ago. Dol Dolores doesn't want to talk about it, but I'm not going to talk about it now. I'm just going to wait um, until next week to talk about it extensively. But I have noticed that with Frank. So another thing that I wanted to say, because there's like a lot of people online that have addressed me, talked to me, sent me messages and all of that. And you know what? I think it's cool. I love social media for that point. Like everybody should have a voice. 
I've said this to you guys before. I'm not like, you know, for cancel culture. It's like, you're allowed to like this person. You're allowed to not like this person. And that's okay. Right. As long as we can all coexist respectfully within the same space. I'm okay with that. So, but there's one thing that I, I wanted to say though. I don't care if you are a Teresa super fan or like tree hugger or if you hate Melissa like I really don't like I said all the time I don't know these people you know it's just pure entertainment for me but um when when people point out the fact that Teresa is such a loyal person and that she is loyal to a fault I just want people to realize that when they say you're loyal like she is so loyal she's the definition of loyalty being loyal to a fault is not a good trait. It's actually not a compliment that you're giving this woman when you're saying she is so loyal. Being loyal to a fault is not a good thing, super fans. You need to be loyal to a point. Because loyal to a fault got Teresa in prison. Loyal to a fault got her to spend 11 and a half months away from her daughters loyal to a fault took some time away from her you know and and her mom and her dad and her family you can't just be so loyal that you're blind you can't be so loyal that you're delusional you understand so i don't care if you are a super fan but there is a difference between right and wrong. I'm saying at the end of the day, it's all entertainment. But sometimes Teresa is wrong. And you guys can still love your girl, but you have to tell her when she's wrong. Because one thing is, she's not taking any accountability. But you, supporters of Teresa, you're not helping her. You're not helping her to take accountability for anything. Sometimes you just have to stop and cut the bullshit and stop trying to come up with reasons to defend this person. You can still love them, you can still like them, but sometimes you have to say, no, this I cannot support. It's not a compliment to be loyal to a fault. You have to be loyal to a point. You know, at this point, I almost feel like Teresa is also repeating some of the same behaviors that she was doing when she was uh, married to Joe Judice. And you guys know I love Joe Judice, right? I don't like Louie. And I tried to give the guy a fair chance. I didn't really look into his stuff. I was just like, you know what? You know, the, the beach video is creepy, but we're still going to give him, you know, a chance, right? And 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 uh, judge him based on his based off of his actions on the show but on the show louis has done enough for us to just be like oh no i i i don't like this guy i don't like this person you know and when margaret was saying to teresa um your your husband belittles you i actually agree i would say he undermines you he does and you guys know which scenes that we're talking about Louis tells Teresa in front of her, you know, enemies or frenemies, I should say, how to act. Um, 
contradicts her in front of like, you know, you know, in, in public tells her she's not a good listener that if God himself, like she's interrupting, she needs to shut up. She needs to go away and all of that. That's he's undermining her. And it would be one thing if he was doing that and was not aware of his own like actions, but that's the problem. I think he is actually aware of his own actions. He's doing it on purpose. It's not by accident. I don't believe that anything that this man does is done by accident. That's just my opinion, guys. I don't know if you guys read about the recent um, restraining order with the ex-fiance. You know, this is kind of, this is weird. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Louis. It's very possible that he might just feel bored already in his relationship because people like that, they need constant stimuli. You know, they need to mean something to somebody at some point in time. It doesn't matter if you're giving them the world or giving them what they want. They always want more. You know what I mean? They always want more. What they got is never enough. So I don't know. I don't know if he actually indeed uh, hired a patient um, <laughs> to go and spy on his ex fiance, the ex that he was actually supposed to marry back in 2020. Right. I don't know more on that, but it's already out there. I think page six has released the statement on that. And, you know, she kind of confirmed herself that it did happen as well. So I don't know. But Teresa cannot continue to just turn a blind eye on Louis's actions just because she wants to be like a Taurus and loyal. I know the Taurus. I, I know a lot of Tauruses. My husband's a Taurus. My entire family is pretty much a, like Tauruses, right? They are loyal. But man, not like that, Teresa. Not like that. At some point in time, like you have to realize that there's something wrong with this guy. So I definitely believe that she needs a little bit of a reality check at this point. I don't care. I don't care if you started the show. I don't care if you're Queen B. You know, I just want people to be humble and do the job and just keep us entertained. But you kind of lose us when you think you're bigger than the show. And even Andy. Andy said under his breath when she's like, I can't wait to never see you again. He's like, well, <laughs> okay, let me know how that works for you, right? Let me know, Teresa, right? It's true. <laughs> I'm happy he said that, actually. Another comment, Andy doesn't like it when you think you run things, which is true. But you know what? That's their fault, too. They should have never given her that much power, you know? They should have never given Teresa that much power. Like I said, I'm not even sure if they, they still love the monster they created. And I'm not calling her a monster. I'm just saying like, you know, we can say a petulant child. It's just, or a spoiled brat, right? She's acting like a spoiled brat, but they spoiled her. And now, I don't know. I don't know if they still like it. <laughs> Someone says, Dolores sucks. She doesn't know shit. Okay. She's just doing that mob shit. As if there are going to be consequences for Melissa's reading, for Melissa reading Jacqueline's text. Okay. Okay. So I'm not going to say that Dolores sucks, but 
I think I understand the sentiment here. And I'm going to say this about uh, Jacqueline's text messages, because a lot of people have been saying, oh, you know, what is Dolores? What does she mean by that? What does she mean? Like, you know, because at first when I saw it in the preview, I was just like, why is Dolores saying this? Like, oh, Melissa, this is not good for you going down. But after watching the show uh, yesterday, I was thinking, oh, okay. And I'm not speaking for Dolores. That's just my personal opinion. I think that Dolores... When she said to Melissa, oh no, you know, sleep with one eye open, you're going down. Although this is not what I wanted to hear from Dolores, right? I actually wanted Dolores to stand up for Melissa a little bit, right? In that instance, but she never does that because that would mean going against Teresa. So I think what Dolores meant is because historically, like everybody knows Jacqueline. If you follow Jacqueline on Twitter uh, or when she used to write her blogs, you know, when Bravo used to make them blog on uh, Bravo.com, BravoTV.com. Um, Jacqueline is irrational, unpredictable, unstable at times. And um, she goes there. And as you can see, like clearly from the text that she sent to Jackie, this is not like a person that is mature. You know, she will go low, um, she, you know, she, she doesn't go high, Jacqueline. She goes low. So I think that's what Dolores meant. She's just like, oh, for you reading that text out loud, Jacqueline is going to get upset and she's just going to come for you on social media. And right now she's touring everywhere and just basically like bashing Melissa, bashing Joe and doing like, you know, her little like bashing campaign. So Basically, I, I think, in my opinion, that's what Dolores meant. She's just like, oh, okay, Jacqueline's going to come for you now, now that you did this, right? But that's fine, Jacqueline, come for her. Like, you don't have the platform. You'll have to do 10, 15 interviews to speak ill of Melissa. Melissa is on a hit reality TV show. She has her own podcast. If she wants to drag you, she can. So <laughs> I don't think you'll win. I don't think you'll win at that point, right? So... Anyways, I can't wait to see what next week brings. It's the finale of The Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, I know, you know, some, some of you have asked me if I'm going to recap Atlanta. And uh, I know at the beginning I did talk about it and I said I might, we'll see. Um, to be honest with you, it has to be, it has to feel like something that I'm passionate about to recap. Uh, it can't just feel like a job because like I said, I'm doing this to be entertained, to entertain you. So far, Atlanta is not doing it for me. I have watched it sporadically. Um, I don't even tune in when it's actually airing. Like I wait a few days before watching it. So <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> and it never used to be like this, right? Uh, it's just not doing it. Like, of course I've seen, you know, like the scenes with Marlo. I don't even want to talk about it because I find that it's just stupid drama at this point. This is not what I want to see. Right. So anyways, we'll see. If it starts to get interesting, maybe I'll talk about it at some point in time. But for now, I'll stay connected to Jersey. I can't wait for when Beverly Hills come, comes out too. Um, and yeah, that's all I got for today, guys. As always, be a fan, not fanatical. Thanks for listening. Ciao.